Hello and welcome to Inspire Me. I'm your host, Rene Dubovois. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing my podcast. Thank you for even donating to my podcast because your donation supports my charity, the Fish Foundation Global Nation. So thank you. Thank you for spreading the word and making Inspire Me something unique and different. I love doing my podcasts. You may notice that I may record two or three on the same day. They're only half an hour and I look at it this way. I can get two podcasts recorded, published and out there to you and in one hour and I can do four in two hours. I love the odds. It's fantastic. I am going to attempt to talk about values. Values are priceless. And we know that because values are in everything we do. Not everybody have values. I'm sure you know that. There are people out there that that really don't know what values are. <laughs> That's crazy, but it's true. They haven't a clue what values are. Where do values come from? You may, may be asking. And then you may be one who knows precisely where values come from and why indeed values are priceless. I look at values like I do gratitude. You want a, a gratitude or a person with a great um, attitude is a person that understands gratitude. Gratitude is all about being grateful. Values is all about understanding morals and principles and to keep it simple, right versus wrong sort of thing. But values, you know, they can run a lot deeper than just the principles you have in life. You know, the moral ethics that you have in life. Think about values like you would fingerprints. Check this out. Everybody have fingerprints. And nobody's fingerprints are the same. But we all have them. While we all have fingerprints and not a one is the same. Imagine the creator that did that. Oh yeah. But while we all have fingerprints and they're all different, nobody's, none of them are the same. The one thing that we all do with our fingerprints is leave them on everything we touch. Mm-hmm. Our fingerprints are left behind when we depart from a place, from a thing, from a room. Your fingerprints are different from everybody's. But if 10 people touch the same ball and you run the fingerprints on that ball, you're going to find all 10 fingerprints. We all have them. They're all different. And yet we leave them on everything. Imagine your fingerprint 
for a moment being identified with saving children from rape and child slavery in northern Uganda. Your fingerprint can be like your QR code. And in fact, it is. But I'm going a little bit deeper here, so stay with me. Your fingerprint should be your imprint. And it is, physiologically speaking. But I'm talking about, metaphorically, I'm talking about as it relates to your business, to your product, brand, or service. I'm talking about just being a university student and your fingerprint being your imprint, the mark that you're leaving on fellow university students, or the mark I'm leaving doing a podcast, the mark I leave as an award-winning speaker. Every time I get on stage, that is my ultimate goal, to leave my I use a lot of what I call cherished golden nuggets that dad left me before he died and while he was dying of brain cancer, neoblastoma in fact. One of them is, sounds like this. Man believes in counting numbers. God believes in making numbers count. That's my imprint. And I can tell you when people who have heard me speak before at another event, and now they're at another event, and I'm one of the speakers, same if I don't declare that particular phrase given to me by my father, when they write a comment on social media about me, that's something that they will use. It has happened to me, in fact, quite often. The first time I shared it publicly, I was on a stage uh, for a social media event in Dubai, and the year was 2016. And I got up there, and I rocked that thing, baby. And I'm telling you that that was one of the main things I said to them. Another golden nugget from my father was, if it doesn't challenge you, it will not change you. That can also be your imprint. How you have not only changed, but how you are changing others and the tools that you're using to change others. Your imprint as it relates to gratitude, can be the kinds of things that you're doing to add value to others because as you're doing all these wonderful, awesome, amazing things, you're leaving your print behind. People will know, same if your name is not engraved in some stone in that community, in that facility. When people talk about what happened there, your name will be mentioned if you were directly involved and had a great deal to do with the whole success of that particular event or, you know, sculpture or or art, whatever it was, whatever it, it is. So I'm saying tonight, today, that values are priceless. Your values 
guide your path, guide your footsteps. In fact, direct your footsteps. Because of your values, there's some places you won't go because you don't believe in those kinds of places or you were raised to to believe that places like that is not a place for a young lady or a young man who's who's dreaming of becoming a politician or a preacher or an imam. For example, when I was a young girl, my father, my mother, always tried to direct my sister and I away from, you know, sex clubs. And by that I'm talking about clubs where women dance nude and swing around a pole. Now there is another name that my dad used to call it that I don't really think is appropriate to say here and now. I am manning and managing my words. I can still be effective just by telling you a sex club where women go and dance nude and dance around the pole. You already know and can visualize the kind of place I'm talking about. So when when I tell you that the values that were instilled in me had to do with look if you're going to grow up and be a Christian there's some things you can't do. Everybody lies, Christian or or not. But there were some things induced in us growing up that were attached to values. I remember when I was a jazz singer. I was 18 years old. My father had a conniption fit. Oh la la. And he would st- he was a pastor and he would stand in the church and talk about me like I wasn't his own flesh and blood. It was crazy. But he was appalled by the fact that I was singing in clubs. Not the nude clubs, but jazz clubs. He used to say to me, "You're straddle a fence. You've got one leg on this side, one leg on the other. You can't serve two masters." He used to tell me, "Man and God." My dad drove me crazy telling me that. <laughs> Do I miss him today? Oh hell yeah. Do I agree with a lot of things that he said back then? Absolutely. My father is gone now, and there's nothing I can do to bring him back. The way I uphold his memory is by remembering the things that he tried to instill in me by way of values, by way of how he wanted me to participate in society and be recognized as a woman of ethics, morals, and good values. A lot of people feel like your values come from your parents. They do. But you can or maybe someone who didn't grow up with your parents. You may have grown up in a foster home. Or you may have been adopted. And those kinds of things were not instilled in you in your home. I'm not knocking that nor am I challenging it because I believe that values can be learned independent of your parents. Values can be learned, embraced and appreciated just living in another country. 
I lived in over 40 countries for a year, two years in each one of them. And I'm telling you that as I was living around the world, I can emphatically, succinctly, unequivocally tell you right now that I have no regrets, nor have I ever had any regrets that I chose to live my life because I was single, I had no children, living all over the world. I enjoyed it immensely. But I'm also conveying that it solidified that journey in my life, living in all those countries, it solidified additional values in me that I never had. You see, living in other countries exposes you to other cultures. I'll say it again. Living in other countries exposes you to other cultures. Now you're saying, yeah, Rone, we know that. Duh. But not everybody knows or understands that. Because I witness then and now when I'm in countries doing my humanitarian work with my charity. I see Westerners all the time who come to a foreign country who have no intention, even before they left home to get on a plane, to go to another country. They have no bloody intention of trying to adhere to the cultural norms and the nuances of that country. Is it fair? No. Is it right? No. And in some countries, you can take your attitude your lack of gratitude to that country and they'll put you in jail for it. For example, I lived in Singapore two years. You cannot, will not, and better not chew gum. You will be thrown in jail. I know people say, ooh, that is so bizarre. That's too extreme. Let me tell you something. The streets of Singapore, first of all, let me predicate what I'm going to say by saying this. I lived there two years and a few months, loved every second of every minute of every day. I I would go back in a heartbeat. I love Singapore. I don't care how strict you say it is or how appalling it may be to you. That is a wonderful, unique country. Singapore You can eat any meal of the day that your heart desires right off the street. You won't even pick up a speckle of glass in your gums. It is that clean. Women don't worry about being raped. People don't worry about being robbed at the ATM. It is wonderful to say the least. Hello, my Singaporean brothers and sisters. There's my plug. I have lived in many wonderful countries. Some countries I've lived in, there was filth everywhere on the grounds. But the people had a heart of gold. One such country was Jakarta, Indonesia. Those people are so hospitable so gracious don't speak English very well there's over 3200 different dialects in Indonesia but you've never met more 
humble, gracious people. They will do anything for you. Life is different in other countries. And rather than live in all these countries with my attitude of being French-American and coming from two of the greatest countries in the world, I didn't do that. I humbled myself and I showed respect to also be respected. But the beauty of living in all these countries was the values that I learned, that I generated about other countries and why they live the way they live, why they eat the foods that they eat, why their religion is the way that it is, why why in India, another great place, why they worship cows and other animals. What Diwali means and in India and why it is highly revered. There are countries that I've lived in where I didn't agree with their principles or their values attached to their cultures. But you better believe that I obeyed it. Because you see, the values that, that, that I gained living around the world, as would you hopefully, is, is remarkable. It was humbling myself to understand the nature of people and how it came to be that way. They didn't have to eat hamburgers for me to understand them. And in all the countries I lived in, and even the 130 others that I've been to for either speaking or humanitarian work or just going there to to chill out, quite frankly, I didn't go asking for Burger King, McDonald's. Nothing wrong with those wonderful restaurants, fast food joints. Nothing wrong with them. I love them. I enjoy them. I don't frequently eat in them because it's just too many preservatives for me. I'm more organic. I'm more, you know, healthy kind of thing. But a nice hamburger every now and then fixed really good. Yeah, I'm all down with that. But... What I'm conveying is I didn't go in other countries seeking out those eating establishments. I enjoyed meagering. If you don't know what meagering is, look it up. Sure, I could educate you and tell you right now, but look it up. You'll find something very fascinating. And when you learn about meagering or in the Arab world, in the Middle East, chicken biryani. Look here, I've had chicken and rice, but I've never had it as tasteful as it is in the Middle East, and they call it chicken biryani. Oh, it's amazing. There are things that happen in other cultures that dictate the values And it is so deeply embedded in the people, you become a great offense when you choose not to embrace or respect it. This is the reason my mantra is touch, heal, and inspire. I needed to be healed in a lot of areas of my life years ago when I started my journey of living around the world. I had a major attitude 
and I lacked gratitude. Yeah, the PK, preacher's kid, because I, I had everything and I felt that everything should always come my way and I shouldn't have had to ask for it. Oh, hello. And then one day I get into another country and I find some things out and I can't change it no matter of speaking or laughing or payment could change it. It was deal with it, embrace it, understand it or not, but you better do it. You can go to Abu Dhabi. Oh, so magnifique. And while during Ramadan, I know I'm a part of Islam too. You are expected as a woman because men are going to automatically all the time be covered. But you are expected to cover your arms. You're to be covered. But in Abu Dhabi, that's not just during Ramadan. That's all the time. I don't see anything wrong with it. And you ought to see me strutting in my abayas. I think they're elegant. I think an abaya adds more femininity to a woman. And you would know that if you ever saw me walking in an abaya, head covered or head uncovered. But honey, when I put on that abaya, I transform. I love it. But 30 years ago, you probably wouldn't have heard me say that because I wasn't used to it. It wasn't a part of my value system. What I'm telling you is values are a part of our systems of beliefs. It's a part of our system of understanding. And when you go to another country, nobody is asking you to donate to their culture. They're just asking you to respect it and obey it. I'm talking tonight, today, about values are priceless. And they are. The values I gained when I lived in Beijing, China. Let me drop another bomb on you. Ever heard of Chinese foot binding? Oh. Look here, there are women in their 80s that are between 4 feet 11 and, mm, let me back up, 4 feet 2 to 4 foot 11. They're full-grown women. They're in their mid-80s. And when you look at their feet, they're wearing shoes, but their feet have been wrapped all their lives extremely tightly, the bones broken, to have a certain shape. It's called Chinese foot binding. And, well, that's one of the terms for it, names for it. And the woman's foot, her feet, are smaller than a six-year-old girl's. Have you ever seen that? Look it up. You'll see it on the internet. Just Google in keyword Chinese foot binding. 
Look at the size of the women's feet. Look at the feet unwrapped and the structure and of the bones. When I lived in China, I was mortified. And then it was explained to me and I was educated of the values that's tied into that and why that culture does that. First of all, let's start here. China has been here for 5,000 years. <laughs> Some say before Christ. I'm just saying, China, Beijing, all of China has been around for 5,000 years. Imagine that. And you think you're not going to see something of value in a country that's been here 5,000 years? Yes. It's amazing the things that I learned, the things that became incredibly life-altering and life-changing to me. And that, my brothers and sisters, is really what I'm talking about here. Values are supposed to change us for the better. Values are supposed to stabilize us morally, ethically. Values are supposed to add common decency in us. You know, values are supposed to provide remorse when we've done wrong against someone else in humanity. I'm not going to mention this man's name, but he's going through hell right now in his life. And he created hell upon the United States of America. You know who I'm talking about. And as he's going through his second impeachment trial to be convicted, the fact and the word is by all his closest advisors and people sitting there watching him, that he's showing no signs of remorse, even though people died. There were one or two police officers that died. Everybody else that died were the insurrectionists. I've heard people say, why should I feel bad about the insurrectionists who were killed, the girl who was shot, and the other insurrectionists who had heart attacks and died? They had no business going out there doing that. I agree. But the values that we're supposed to espouse is one of sympathy and decency and empathy because those people truly got caught up and that's where they ended up. Majority of them, a great many of them, the ringleaders anyway, and those that followed them, they're in jail. And they're never going to see light again. And when they do, they'll be handcuffed. But those people really got caught up in the words of the mouth of one man. That man had no values, then or now. Emphatically put. Yeah, I said it. He had no values. No systems of belief. Even though evangelicals think God anointed and appointed him. I beg to differ. My podcast anyway is not about that, but it is about the values 
that people should see. There should be clarity in who you are and what you believe. And it should be ingrained in your conversation with other people and the cause and effect that you have. As I said, your values are like your fingerprints. Nobody's fingerprint is the same. But we all leave our fingerprints on everything we touch. What is your imprint in life? As I come to a close. Is your imprint where people are saying that you're indecent? That you're irrational all the time? That you never have anything good to say, let alone something good to do towards others? Inspire Me is here to do exactly that. Hopefully I've inspired you to think a little differently about your values and what your values should mean and what your values can say about you and the imprint that it will leave either before you or after you. Thank you for listening to Inspire Me. I'm your host, René Dubovois. Remember this, if you want to handle yourself use your head. But if you want to handle others, use your heart. Thank you very much for sharing this podcast with your friends, followers, and connections. I love you. Merci beaucoup. Bonne journée. Au revoir.